You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Hour number two of BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser and Kate Constable here with you on this fantastic Friday. We got college hoops games going on all day, tipping off in a couple hours. Players Championship going on as well. World Baseball Classic is underway. We'll get to that later in the show as well as previewing some of the NBA games tonight. But a reminder to everybody out there that March matchups first bet offer of $1,000 paid in bonus bets. And here's how you get it. People out there listening in Massachusetts who are signing up today, sign up, deposit into your newly created account, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app or iOS or Android, or visit BetMGM.com. Place your first wager. It can be a minimum of 50 cents and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your bet loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. $1,000 back in bonus bets. That is what the fine people at BetMGM are doing for you. Uh, That must be nice, Kate, especially on a day like this. $1,000 back in bonus bets. Use it on all these games. Uh, That that would be nice, be able to use that. That would be really nice. That almost makes me want to catch a quick flight out to uh, Massachusetts, you know, post up at a bar, get my bonus of money there and see what I can do with it today because plenty of opportunities uh, to bet on games today and potentially make some good money with that type of stuff. Absolutely. Well, let's see what uh, let's see what Isaac Trotter has to say from two seven two four seven Sports joining us now on BeckQL Daily. Isaac, real quick, we were talking uh, last segment on off the board. I, obviously, you cover college hoops. You're a big college hoops fan. Is it not sacrilegious to get married or have a big event this time of the year? No, absolutely, absolutely off limits. This is the best time of the year, and there should be no distractions. Like we should be fully, hundred percent locked in on college basketball right now. And uh, if you're getting married or you have a big family thing, I just that that really raises a big red flag for me right now. Just because this is a time to be locked in, we can't have any distractions. Hundred percent. I'm I'm glad you're on board. I knew I would like you, Isaac, and uh, I'm glad to see we're on the same page. We have tons of good games today all over across the country. Uh, what game are you most excited to watch? Maybe not necessarily bet, but you're just looking forward to turning it on and watching the game. Yeah, I keep going back to the Big East tournament. The Big East tournament was electric yesterday, and today we get the semifinals. Creighton and Xavier is going to be a high-level game. I expect both of those teams to make a lot of noise in March. And Creighton's one of my favorite teams in the country so far this year. There's really good numbers at them for their futures odds. You can get them 30-1, to 1, maybe even 40-1 to 1 to cut, cut the nets down, look at their, their final four odds, too. You can get a really good number with them, too. And this is a team that's peaking at the right time. They're playing at a really high level. Last night, they, they really 
decimated a very good Villanova team that had been playing very well lately, and they just showed their ceiling. They have defensive player of the year, back-to-back years, and Ryan Kalkbrenner. They have great guards. They have elite NBA talent, and that combination is really, really fun. So I look at that Creighton team who's playing as well as anybody in the country right now. If they keep rolling, that's a team that's starting to look like a Final Four upside team, and I I wonder how that goes tonight against a Xavier team that can really score. So I expect that game to be upper 70s, low 80s. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to be a close one in the Garden late. So that, that's a very exciting one to watch. I agree. I'm looking forward to that one as well. What is one that you're excited to bet on because you feel like you've kind of found an edge uh, over some of the books? Yeah, I keep looking at this Miami line. Uh, Miami right now is a two-and-a-half-point underdog to Duke. I kind of feel like the wrong team is favored in this game. I understand why Duke is favored. They're playing well lately. But Miami is one of the elite college basketball teams in transition this year. What's Duke's biggest flaw? Transition defense. And the last time that these two teams played, Miami ran Duke off the floor, and they were terrific in transition. I think Miami is the better team in this one. Obviously, they're the one seed in the ACC tournament. I'm surprised that they're the underdog, but I kind of think Miami is going to be able to get their game on. And it goes back to math, right? Duke's advantage is at the rim and scoring twos. Miami's advantage is knocking down threes with their elite backcourt. So I expect Isaiah Wong and and Nigel Pack to get their game on it today against the Duke team that you can get out and run on them in transition. And if Miami's getting easy buckets in transition, I'm just not sure Duke can can mask their way back into this game with enough twos to counteract all of the Miami threes that could be in store for the Hurricanes. Isaac, we have so many good teams in action today. So many of the Power Six conference teams will be able to see. The game I'm looking most forward to, though, is this UAB-North Texas game. Two really good teams who are going to have to win their conference tournament if they want to get in. Jelly Walker, one of the best names in college hoops, also a really good player against that North Texas defense. What do you make of this game? North Texas is minus 120 on the money line. UAB's plus 100. The total is 124 and a half. Do you think this game is almost correlated? UAB, obviously, they want to get out and run and score points. North Texas wants to play a defensive game. Do you think this could be like a parlay situation where maybe if you like UAB, you take the over. If you like North Texas, you take the under. You think it could be one of those kind of games? Totally, and I think this is a game where UAB really desperately needs this game. This is a team that a lot of people were high on, thought that they could potentially make some serious noise. One of the big-time transfers for them this year was Eric Gaines out of LSU, and he's a guy, he can put his chin on the rim. And we're talking about a 6'2 guard, he's 165 pounds, and he's got elite bounce. He's been terrific for them on the defensive end, shooting about 37% from three this year. So he's kind of lived up to the hype, but this is a UAB team that desperately needs this game. You look at the Conference USA, it it, it looks right now like a one-bid league with FAU, who is tracking to be probably an eight seed and potentially a nine seed. But it's kind of open for a bid thief. So if you're a bubble team, this is a terrifying game to watch today because both UAB and North Texas are two teams that could potentially steal a bid. And then you're looking at like a team like NC State who lost yesterday to Clemson. It's like, oh, now our bid is gone. Or, or maybe you're Rutgers who's right on the edge here. And you go, oh, no, now our bid is gone if, if one of those, these two teams gets hot. So I definitely see the, the rationale with your parlay there. But at the end of the day, I do think that this is a UAB team that is trending in the right direction lately. I think they have the best player on the floor. And then when you add the supporting cast, I like UAB today, although North Texas is super tough and has one of the best coaches in college basketball this season. 
You just mentioned uh, Rutgers that they play Purdue this morning. That game's coming up uh, in just a few hours. And Purdue has moved to a seven-point favorite. The line opened at uh, the Boilermakers minus five and a half. Do you trust this line movement, that it's moving in the right direction? Because I've been hearing a lot of people say that they're not so high on this Purdue team as they were maybe earlier in the season. No, I think that's totally fair. I think the line movement more says something about Rutgers more than it does about Purdue. Now, this is a Rutgers team that's played Purdue during the Zach Eady era really, really well. They knocked off Purdue earlier this season. They played them tough and beat them last year. But Rutgers, ever since the injury to Mawat Mag in the middle of the season, has really tanked. Their efficiency rating has gone down on both ends of the floor. Rutgers is one of the best defenses in the country. But after that injury to Mag, their defense went from, like, elite to pretty good. And so, like, that's kind of a, a concern for me. I expect Edie to get a lot of single coverage today, and he has wrecked single coverage. I think Rutgers is going to try to start playing him one-on-one. When they do that, that's usually a mistake, and I think Edie will take advantage. And then when they switch to playing – yeah, to, to double-teaming Edie, Purdue has made a lineup switch lately and putting Brandon Newman into the lineup, and that's been a huge boon for them. It's a really talented guy who hasn't really ever clicked, and now he's starting to click again. He was great against Illinois in the season fin- or the regular season finale. I expect him to get some really good looks today. It just adds another knockdown shooter. I know his percentages don't say he's quite the knockdown shooter that he is, but I, I think he is a, a guy who could shoot 40% from three, and when he's knocking down two or three threes a game, Purdue is really, really tough to beat. So I like Purdue in this one early. I think they get this, like, they, they, Rutgers has had their number, but I think Purdue punches back today. Talking with Isaac Trotter here on Beck UL Daily from 247 Sports. Isaac, there's like a game or two every day during Champ Week where I look at the spread, just really doesn't make much sense. Vanderbilt's one of the hottest teams in college basketball. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. They're getting 8.5 points tonight in Nashville in their own backyard against Kentucky. Now, I know Kentucky fans travel, so there'll be plenty – of uh, Big Blue Nation fans there at Bridgestone Arena tonight. What do you make of this game, though? Because Vandy just beat Kentucky at Rupp a couple weeks ago, and we've seen this. Iowa State played Baylor to end the regular season. They beat them yesterday. NC State got whooped by Clemson towards the end of the regular season. They got whooped by them again yesterday. Do you think Vandy can have some success again today against Kentucky? That number, eight and a half, is just worrying me a little bit that it's that high. No, it's a high number for sure. And the one the one impressive part of that Vandy win at Rupp was they really did it without Liam Robbins. And Robbins only played four minutes in that game. He was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He's done for the year. And Oscar Shiba was terrific that night. I think he had 21 points and 20 rebounds. I expect him to do the same. Last night against LSU, Vanderbilt's defense really had trouble with K.J. Williams, uh, LSU's star big man. And so I expect Shibway to really dominate again. But I'm with you. That number just seems a little bit too high with how well Vanderbilt has been playing on the offensive end. Even without Robbins, they've really their, their guards have been shooting the lights out lately. And this Kentucky defense has been iffy at best. And, you know, you always go back with Kentucky to their three-point shooting. You look at Antonio Reeves has been really, really terrific for them late in the season, the Illinois State transfer. But C.J. Frederick is a guy that's been up and down. Jacob Toppin's been up and down. You look at a guy like Kaysen Wallace, he's been up and down and injured and up, and, and that has really impacted their team. So I like Vanderbilt plus eight and a half. I think they can keep this within a couple possessions. This is a team playing for their NCAA tournament lives. You know that they're going to come out with, with some mojo, but I am a little bit nervous. Without Robbins, I think Shibway could have a field day on the offensive glass. So that's another one. If you could find his rebounds prop, if it's 
you know, that 13 and a half, 14 and a half range, I still don't see one up right now for my books that I'm looking at. But I think he could dominate on the offensive glass. And if he gets six or seven offensive rebounds, I think he's cruising over his, his rebound prop today. Another one in the SEC that I'm a little confused about is Tennessee and uh, Missouri. Missouri's a five-and-a-half-point underdog against a Tennessee team that they beat earlier in the season. They have the same conference record. Granted, Missouri's they've won their last four games. Those have been against, you know, Old Miss, LSU, Georgia, not the top teams in the conference. But, I mean, to win by six when Zakai Ziegler's out for Tennessee in a conference tournament, like, that kind of seems like a lot to me. Do you have a, a take on which side you would lean towards? Yeah, that number's fishy. I don't really want to bet that one because it's, it's just an interesting matchup because Missouri just relies so much on their three-point shooting. In that first game of the season against Tennessee, uh, when Missouri won 86-85 on the road, they went 14 of 26 from three. That seems like a little bit of an outlier. It, to make 14 threes and only win by one is interesting. Uh, but I agree with you. I think that this is a Tennessee team that's a little bit vulnerable right now without Ziegler. Their offense has stretches where it looks really rough. And it's a Tennessee team that really hasn't been healthy all year long either. They had Josiah Jordan-James has missed time. Santiago Vescovi has missed time. Julian Phillips has missed time. So to lose Ziegler at this point really means that, that Rick Barnes and this Tennessee coaching staff is searching for the right rotation. And it's March. Like, you don't want to be searching for that rotation. You're not trying to find what you do. You're supposed to know what you're good at by this point. And Tennessee, unfortunately, the injuries just haven't gotten in the way. Although I do, the, the reason why it's five and a half, though, is I think that I don't think that Missouri is going to shoot 14 to 26 from three again. Like, I, I think I'm safely going to go out on the limb there that they're not going to go nuts from three like that. And I think Tennessee is going to be in a situation where they are the better team. I think that you can count on Tennessee to get stuff at the rim. I think they're going to live at the free throw line. This is a Missouri team that is one of the worst two-point defenses in college basketball. They, they foul a ton. So if Tennessee can get their heads down and get into the lane and attack the rim with, with some real aggression, I think Tennessee could shoot 15, 16, 20 free throws today, and that, that might be the difference in the game. But that five-and-a-half number is, is really frisky, and I want nothing to do with it. Isaac, got about a minute and a half left. Any conference tournament futures that you have bet already that – you feel really good about like maybe your favorite one or two that you took a couple days ago, beginning of the week that uh, you're looking forward to seeing how they play out. Yeah, I was on Creighton to win the big East tournament. And so I'm, I'm excited that they got by Villanova. I was a little bit nervous about that matchup. So we'll see if Creighton can take care of business. I was hoping for a little bit more uh, upsets yesterday in the big East tournament. Unfortunately, all the chalk seeds won. So today we get Marquette and UConn. That's a terrific game. And obviously, then we get Creighton and Xavier. So I was excited about getting Z or Creighton at a pretty good number. But at the end of the day, like, I was hoping that UConn could potentially fall to Providence or that Marquette would get beat by St. John's to make their path a little bit easier. Unfortunately, Marquette able to make a big second-half rally. And then, obviously, last night, you saw Xavier was able to rally late to beat DePaul. So I like Creighton. I feel like I have too much futures on them. I have them to make the Final Four. I have them to win it all. I have them to win the Big East Tournament. So I'm kind of a big uh, Blue Jays fan right now for the rest of March, and hopefully it doesn't backfire. Isaac Trotter, 247 Sports, talking college hoops with us on BetQL Daily. Isaac, appreciate the time, man. Awesome stuff. Enjoy all the games today. Anytime. Great stuff there. Kate, we're going to give our thoughts on this college hoops card next, but I got to tell you, so many good games today. I cannot wait for that UAB North Texas game. I'm going to be locked in 3 o'clock. That is appointment television. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
Conference USA, they, they have three really good teams. You have those two, and then a lot of people like Florida Atlantic, they're having a really good year as well. So three teams to watch for come March. We're going to take a break here on BeckQL Daily, PJ Glasser and Kate Constable giving our thoughts on this loaded college hoops card on this Friday when we come back here on the BeckQL Network.